Welcome to the theatre of your mind. Please leave all anxieties and troubles behind and prepare yourself for the illumination of your imagination with more tall tales and short yarns. Created by Timothy Carroll and Eric Camilleri. Hi and welcome to episode 8 of this series 1 of Tall Tales and Short Yarns. It's lovely to have your company again and we're so grateful that you take a few moments out of your day or your evening to spend with us and to open the theatre of your mind to the power of your imagination. Today's story is about a fellow who has a sudden epiphany. Do you like that word? Epiphany, it's great. A sudden burst of insight, one might say. And he discovers through this burst of insight, his epiphany, that he's been wrong for much of his life in the way he thinks about a certain thing. And I think that's very relevant to, for us to, to talk about because that's where change and growth can come from. For all of us as individuals, as a community, and as a global community, to be able to look at the way we've thought in the past and the way we've done things in the past and the way that we've been okay with the past, but with a sudden epiphany to think, oh, hang on a sec, do you know what? I don't think I feel that way after all. I don't think that truth serves me any longer. And that's kind of the basis to this story. It's called Healing Bigotry. And I hope that the message we all receive from it is that it's okay to have a change of heart and a change of mind. Do enjoy Healing Bigotry. Russ Trimble was going through the growing pains of realising that he'd been wrong. He currently sat there experiencing an epiphany. You see, Russ Trimble had always considered himself to be a decent and good-hearted sort of fellow. He was kind, generous and loving. Russ also liked to think that he compassionately understood the pain and injustice that was suffered by so many people in this sometimes unfair and cruel world. Russ didn't like bullies, and he hated discrimination and prejudice of any sort. Or at least, so he thought. The fluffy little black kitten, which currently snoozed, curled up tightly in his lap, had changed his own estimation of himself. You see, Russ had for much of his life proudly boasted that he didn't like cats, couldn't stand them one little bit. That had, of course, been before he'd met Annie. Little orphan Annie. A few weeks earlier, on a wet and raining Wednesday evening, Russ had found the little precious, sitting out on the side of the rear laneway behind the apartment block that he lived in. Russ had been taking out some rubbish when he'd noticed her softly squeaking and sitting there trembling near the garbage bins. To be honest... Russ had at first tried to ignore her, and he actually went back upstairs to his apartment. He got into the elevator, pushed the button for the fifth floor, got out, and went back inside to his warm, dry apartment where he washed his hands. 
He then sat down on his comfortable French provincial-style sofa and hit the big red button on the remote control for the television set. Immediately, the loud, irritating ruckus of some advertising commercial filled the room. Russ sighed loudly and shook his head and turned the damn contraption back off. Then, still slowly shaking his head, he stood up and said out loudly to himself, But I don't even like cats! A few moments later, Russ was back down outside in the laneway, looking for the little thing. He found her still sitting in exactly the same spot that he'd seen her last. Russ glanced around, but there was nobody else about. So he reached down and tenderly picked her up. Oh, who do you think you are, little orphan Annie? He said softly to the little wet ball of fluff. Come on, but it's just for tonight, okay? Just for tonight, muttered Russ. He took her back upstairs and gently toweled her dry with one of his soft white bath towels. Russ then used the towel to make a cosy little nest and he placed her in it. She squeaked at him with her little kitten meow. All right, let's see what we've got for you to eat, said Russ as he turned and walked across the room and into his small but newly renovated, elegant little kitchen. He opened the cupboard that served as his pantry for all of the food that didn't need to be kept inside the refrigerator. There were unopened packets of fettuccine, spaghetti and other sorts of things that could be used to prepare a good and healthy meal. There were also cans of tomatoes, baked beans, beetroot, lentils and also exactly what Russ was looking for. Tuna. Meow. As Russ reached for the canned tuna, he turned around and there was Annie standing behind him on the floor of the kitchen with an inquisitive little look on her face. Russ smiled broadly and said, I hope you like fish. He then looked around the little kitchen to find an appropriate bowl for Annie to eat from. He found an old ice cream container in one of the drawers, but he figured that it was too big for the little kitten to reach into. So instead, begrudgingly, he settled upon one of his white porcelain breakfast bowls. He opened the can and put some of the tuna into the bowl and placed it on the floor next to Annie. Annie looked at Russ and then sniffed at the bowl. She then looked back at Russ and meowed again. Oh, it's food, said Russ, as he bent down and tapped the side of the bowl. You know, yummies. Annie didn't need to be told again. She took a few tiny, tentative steps forward, put her head over the lip of the bowl and began to eat hungrily. Russ stayed there, sitting on his haunches, right next to her. He then slowly put out his right index finger and gently patted her. She looked up at him with another approving squeak and returned to gobbling down the tasty fish. She was purring. Well, as things progressed, it turned out that Annie had stayed for longer than the intended one night. And now, Russ Trimble had himself a cat. The epiphany which Russ was now experiencing was occurring while he sat on his sofa with Annie snugly in his lap and with the beautiful music of a singer named Eliza Doolittle playing softly on the stereo in the background. Russ pondered how he had always thought that he didn't like cats 
He'd never even actually had one before. But now here he was, feeling so very much in love with his little orphan Annie. Russ thought very deeply about why he had in fact felt prejudiced about the little creatures. This concerned him greatly as he realised that if he had held such a strong opinion about something of which he really didn't have any basis to or even any experience with, and as it turned out, if he'd been so misguided about that, then just what else in life might he also be so wrong about? The curtain now must fall upon the theatre of your mind. But until we meet again, just promise to be kind. Thanks for listening to Tall Tales and Short Yarns.